It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. We have with us this morning on our program today, Senator, uh, I want to say Ray Giles. That, that really puts me way back there. He was senator from out at, uh, uh, over at Pocasset for several years, but instead it's Darcy Yeck. Good morning, Darcy. Good morning. You guys doing okay today? I think so. Right. Are you, How are you doing is the question. <laughs> I'm doing great. Yeah, it's a beautiful morning. I'm sure to warm up before the day's over, but that's uh, uh, it's good this time of day. That's for sure. Well, we also have with us on the line is our special guest uh, this morning, uh, Trey Thompson, who's uh, head of the Oklahoma uh, hist- history historical type thing. Yeah, Oklahoma history historical society. There you go. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning to you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure to be with you. Well, we want to thank you for taking time to be on the program today, and. Senator Yek is here. Senator Yek, you're uh, kind of in the middle of uh, a little break. What's what's the what's it look like for you? Yeah, no, the summer's been busy. We've uh, in fact we just got back the other day from a conference. We went to a life conference in Indianapolis. So spent uh, several days <clears throat> there last week. And I think I went to about twenty breakout sessions. So those conferences are always good, and the, the, the wide range of topics are interesting. And it's good for me. It's um, you can kind of pick and choose what you want to go to, what topics you want to focus on, but um, they do a really good job with those speakers. So we've done that and um, trying to get caught up here at the office. We've been back at Capitol several times. So there's always things going on. There's always emails and phone calls returning and those sorts of things. So uh, it's, it's you know, a different kind of busy than when we're in session, but uh, there's still plenty to do this time of year. So did they talk about Route 66 in Indianapolis at all at this meeting? You know, um, I made the drive this time. We didn't fly. We drove. So a lot of that drive from here to there, I mean, it's a lot of it is um, Route 66. But, no, I don't believe I don't believe there were any topics. I don't remember seeing any breakout sessions pertaining exactly to Route 66. Should have been, and that's a relevant topic um, these days for sure. Well, as a matter of fact, Drake Thompson <clears throat> has just been – have you just been named recently to this national board? Tell us about it. Yeah, about a month ago, I was appointed by President Biden. I'd been nominated by Senator Mitch McConnell's office to the the U.S. Uh, uh, Route 66 Centennial Commission. And so I had my first meeting with them on July the 27th. And so it's a real honor to be able to participate in that commission. There's commissioners from all of the Route 66 states. There's eight states in total that have Route 66 running through them. You know, from that, that route from Chicago to Los Angeles. And uh, the, the role of the commission is to make recommendations to Congress about events and activities that should be undertaken to uh, properly commemorate the 100th anniversary of Route 66 across the route and uh, then recommend the uh, appropriate federal agencies to carry out uh, those events and activities. And so, I'm excited to uh, be a part of that. At the uh, meeting on, in July, I was named to the uh, National Events and Celebrations Working Group, and uh, I joined uh, other Oklahomans. There are two other Oklahomans on the commission, Secretary of Transportation Tim Gatz and uh, noted uh, author uh, Michael Wallace, who's uh, kind of the, the Yoda guru expert on Route 66. So. It's very exciting. As we know, Oklahoma, we have 400 drivable miles of Route 66. And my friends uh, over there in Weatherford, you are very familiar with it because Route 66 runs 
right through your town. So it's very, very important for Oklahoma to be properly represented for us to be planning events and activities to celebrate the Mother Road. Yeah, not only Weatherford, but, you know, uh, in our broadcast area, uh, it goes through all of the towns along what is now I-40 pretty much from uh, out in you know Weatherford, Hydro, Clinton, Elk City, and then Erick. So it's very interesting to drive that road. I think we have more miles right in this area than anywhere in the country. Yeah, and, you know, the thing about Route 66 is, is you know, of course, it was formed in 1926. Cyrus Avery from Tulsa called the father of Route 66. So Oklahomans had a big part in the formation of the road. And um, it, it, when you look at kind of that representation of America from that period from the 20s all the way through the 40s, 50s into the 60s and 70s, um, it represents, you know, small town America. It represents, you know, hardworking folks. It represents farmers. And, uh, it really was for many, many years until the interstate system really took a hold. It was that, that road that, that people traveled to get from point A to point B. And it's become such an icon in pop culture as well. And we have, uh, at our Route 66 Museum in Clinton, uh, we routinely have visitors from multiple co- countries every single day who come to America and come to Oklahoma just to drive that highway. And we get a lot in this area, I will tell you. And, uh, Senator Yak, you, uh, gosh, uh, Route 66 goes right through a big part of your district. What are your thoughts? I believe I'm, yeah, I think Senate District 26, I think it includes, and Trey can correct me if I'm wrong, but, I believe it includes more miles of that 66 than uh, any of the Senate district. No, you're right. A big part of it, uh, my previous district, that included all of Beckham County. Of course, that was Texola. You mentioned Eric, and then all the way down to El Reno. So that whole stretch is is in our Senate district. So that is. And uh, Trey mentioned uh, the Route 66 Museum in, in Clinton. And, and Pat Smith does a great job out there, and you know you go out there, and there's that sign-in book, that big ledger book, and it's just like he mentioned. It's interesting to see and, and just chat with the people that come in and out of there, and just you know every hour there's people from all over the place that are coming through this, which is really pretty fascinating. I don't, I know I didn't really have an appreciation for just who all that attracts from really all over the world to, to that comes down through there. So this is this is a big deal. I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm glad. Really, it's pretty impressive that Trey's on the National Committee, so uh, kudos to him, and that's, that's good for our state that he's there. So what do, what do we need to be doing out here, uh, guys, uh, here in this part of the state to get ready for this big celebration? Well, one of the things that we talk about a lot is the phrase, companies coming. And it's this idea that, you know, in 2025 and 2026, uh, when we do have the 100th anniversary, whether you're ready or not, visitors are going to be uh, coming to Oklahoma, and they're going to want to be experiencing uh, the America that they see on Route 66. And so that's why we have the Federal Centennial Commission, and then uh, Senator Yeck and I also sit on the State Centennial Commission, in which we had a meeting yesterday to talk about that. And I'll tell you, you know, we're talking about all kinds of great ideas, everything from uh, events and activities, things that we can do as far as, uh, you know, of course, parties and celebrations all along the route, but also education and programming to be able to, a lot of people that live in these Route 66 communities don't even really know, so in some cases, that Route 66 runs through their town 
or they don't know the significance of it. And so we want to be able to do that. We also want to be able to collect, um, you know, at the Oklahoma Historical Society, our mission is to, uh, part of our mission is to collect items and documents and photographs. And, you know, if people have those things, you know, stuck in a box in their basement or up in their attic, you know, we want to be collecting those things so we can preserve that, uh, that memory, that history of Route 66 as well. So I think it's important for communities. Uh, I know that Weatherford is very active, and I believe you guys have a committee that's working to, uh, to, to plan activities and projects for Route 66. I think it's important for communities all, all along the route to be proactive and be ready. And at the state, uh, there's a, in the Department of Commerce, uh, Carrie Barrick is the Route 66 coordinator, and she does a phenomenal job. And so uh, she's a great person to connect with. And so we can, we can all work together to have an incredible 2026 when it comes to Route 66. We got a question from a listener wanted to know if there's going to be any road repair on 66. Because uh, according to this person, it's a little scary when they see bikes on patched up road out there. Is that something that uh, Tim Gatz at the ODOT was, got in his budget? Or do you, do you all know about that? Yeah. Well, um, go ahead, Senator. Well, I was just going to say um, the construction that's taking place there around Calumet on the bridge on I forty. I know that's a lot of people have moved over and they've taken that alternate route up sixty six. So that's um, that's probably led to a little more, certainly a lot more traffic and maybe damage to the road. So it's interesting. Different stretches of Route sixty six. Some of it is ODOT responsibility, and some of it is county commissioner's responsibility and trait may be able to speak to this better but i believe most of it in western oklahoma is is not under odot's authority or their responsibility i believe a lot of that and i don't know why it's different in different parts of the states but i, I think a lot of stretches of 66 in western oklahoma is under the responsibility of, of the county commissioners it, it, correct me if i'm wrong on that trait yeah, you're exactly right, Senator, and we were having that exact discussion yesterday uh, in our commission meeting with Senator Gass, and, and uh, we were we were shown photos of different stretches of Route 66, uh, particularly in western Oklahoma, and the, the road out there is in pretty bad condition. And so uh, part of what Secretary Gass is working on is getting a meeting with those county commissioners to all get together and to, to see uh, what we can do as a state to assist them and making sure the road gets in into good shape for the uh, for the centennial, and then the other part of that also is um, you know uh, I live here in uh, in Edmond, Oklahoma, right on Route 66 that runs through Edmond, and uh, ODOT has responsibility for this road. And if you drive from Edmond and you go east all the way from you know Arcadia through Luther. And on, they're doing a big, uh, a big Route 66 rehabilitation through ODOT. And so, uh, Secretary Gads does have, uh, funding in his budget and does have plans, uh, for those sections of the road that they're responsible for to, to be doing improvements. But, uh, um, where we, where ODOT doesn't have responsibility, there's just going to have to be some coordination work. Uh, particularly with some of the county commissioners well, out there. And, and cities, too, because in many cases, like Weatherford has control over a good part of uh, 66 around Weatherford as you come into town. So communities also are going to need some money to help on this. 
We're going to yeah, take yeah, exactly. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about a big event that took place, and we're and we're celebrating the anniversary of the Cats sit-in. And we'll be back with more right after your this. You're listening to the right time for Western Oklahoma. The right time with Harold Wright, brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on KCLI. You know it's really tough keeping your CPAP machine clean and safe. That's why Priority Home Medical Equipment has quality, durable medical equipment like masks, cushions, hoses, and supplies so you can be sure that your CPAP machine stays clean and functioning properly. For all of your home medical needs, keep it safe. Ask your doctor or medical provider to use or prescribe to Priority Home Medical Equipment. Priority Home Medical Equipment on South 30th Street in Clinton or find them at PriorityHomeMedicalEquipment.com. The Elk City Rodeo is more than just a rodeo. It's getting together with family and friends, standing up for the American flag and for what's right, pride in who we are. This is Wayne Brooks inviting you to the 85th anniversary of the Elk City Rodeo, September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Brought to you by Doug Gray Dodge and Ram. Tickets are on sale online at ElkCityRodeo.com and at Circle A Western Wear. The Elk City Rodeo, September 1st through the 3rd. The Great Elk City Rodeo. See you there. If you're looking for specialized nursing care for a loved one, or if you're looking for an exceptional place to work, you will be pleased with Maple Lawn Manor's approach to care, compassion, and dedication. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy, as well as an open menu from their dietary department. Stop by and join us for a tour of our facility at 800 Arapahoe Street in Hydro. We have the highest facility ratings for care in the area, according to government sources. Maple Lawn Manor in Hydro. We celebrate life. 24 minutes after 7 o'clock, our guest on this program this morning, Senator Darcy Yeck, also uh, Trey Thompson from the Oklahoma Historical Society. And I'm a member of that, and I would encourage people across the state to join up. It's to, it does, there's, uh, a, a dues is really reasonable, and you can be a part of the state's history and what's going on. I, I just want to get a plug-in for you there, Trey, on that, because it's I, important. I appreciate that. I always tell people that, Becoming a member of the OHS is one of the uh, most cost-effective and most impactful things that you can do to help us in our mission to collect, preserve, and share Oklahoma's history. By the way, I've got a picture of my dad and granddad out in front of a Magnolia service station in the 50s, uh, right there on Route 66. When it, and I, I get, you know, you're talking about memorabilia and that type of thing. Those are the kind of things I think you're kind of looking for, isn't it? One hundred percent. We would love. Uh, we would love to for you to scan that picture, and we'd love to put it in our collection. Very good. Well, let's talk about the uh, 65th anniversary of uh, Cat's Drugstore Sit-In. Um, I want to spend a little time on that before we get out here. Claire Looper uh, and her students. And Mustafa was telling me that she used to come out to Clinton some back when he was uh, a youngster. You know, and that is true. During the 60s when I was a a young cat they, she would come out often with at bethany baptist church and a lot of the black churches during that time would would often see each other and some of the movers and shakers in oklahoma city would come out and visit but uh historically i never knew what she was all about until now and you recognize the work that she's done it's incredible what's also incredible is the fact that she should be recognized as the first city in uh, but national attention tends to leave her out a lot of times. And from what I understand, it's getting better now. But I'll let you take it from there, Mr. Thompson. Yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, Claire Looper died in 2011. And, and she was only the second person 
who was a not didn't have any affiliation with state government to lay in repose in the Capitol, the first being Wiley Post. And so uh, people have have really started to recognize her role in starting this sit-in movement, uh, particularly at restaurants, in order to uh, advocate for the rights of black Americans during the time of Jim Crow and segregation. And so August 19th, 1958, uh, 13 students that were aged 7 to 17 went into a cat's drugstore and sat down at the lunch counter and ordered a Coke. And three days later, uh, Cat's Drugstore inter- uh, integrated all 38 of its restaurants across the United States. And so uh, it shows the impact that uh, someone like Clara Looper had to really start this movement of saying, you know, we, we have the 14th Amendment. It says all of us are equal. We, we really want to have our equal rights. And uh, over the past weekend in Oklahoma City, there were numerous events to commemorate the 65th anniversary. And uh, my daughter and I had the opportunity to attend uh, the march uh, from, uh, they planned a march from Frontline Church to Kaiser's, uh, Kaiser's Diner in Oklahoma City. And uh, it was a, a wonderful time of uh, fellowship and learning, but also we had an opportunity to sing those freedom songs that they sang when uh, they were planning to go out every Saturday and do their protests. And uh, it, it was a, a wonderful event, and uh, many of those sit-in participants are still with us and still active in the community. Yeah, not too far, by the way, from Route 66, a lot of that activity. That, that, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, and, and like I said, this, this took place in 1958. And after Cat's Drugstore integrated, they moved on to other restaurants uh, around Oklahoma City. And, uh, and even, uh, you know, they, they didn't just do sit-ins. They did protests. And at, at one point, they went to Lawton to protest an amusement park that uh, was not open to, uh, to black Oklahomans. And so uh, she was a force. Uh, she was someone who, um, who operated in love. She, she, she said that, uh, um, you know, she, she loved white people too much to let them be uh, in segregation. And so uh, and people still speak glowingly, glowingly of her today. And I've had the opportunity to be around her daughter, uh, Marilyn Looper Hildreth. And, uh, in fact, we had her on our podcast. So if anybody wants to check out our podcast, the Very Okay Podcast, uh, Marilyn was our guest, and she was telling all of those stories from back in that time. Well, we had uh, Marilyn on the floor of the House and Senate, Senator Yeck. I'm not sure, were you in the Senate during that period? We've done that. No, that was for my time. I, don't, I was not there for that. But we've had, I know, the the, the family there uh, on, on numerous occasions over the years. So, you know, back in the 60s, it took a lot of the teenagers, uh, the people that wasn't quite 21, not only to fight for our country, but several of the movements that took place then were very young, and uh, several lives were lost in, in doing those protests. So I thought I'd throw that in there. But to recognize that history is, is great, and I'm glad Oklahoma's doing it. Well, and you have to realize the bravery, too. You know, I think about, you know, I have an 11-year-old daughter, and I think about letting her go sit at a lunch counter where you know she might get cussed at, where she might get spit on, where there could be even physical violence. And as a parent, 
um, to think about putting your child in that situation would be a little scary. And there were some parents who didn't want their children to do that, but they trusted Clara Looper so much. They trusted that she was going to take care of the kids. They trusted her, her reputation. And uh, so they, they let their students uh, go with her to do that. And um, it's, it's incredibly brave. It's incredibly courageous. And uh, many of the students uh, who are, you know, now much older, but they say, we wanted to do it. You know, we, we were excited to do it because we, you know, if Claire Looper thought we could do it, we were going to go do it. So tell us about the location. It is recognized, uh, but it's no longer there, right? Yeah, the, the building where Cat's Drugstore uh, w- was at was torn down um, many years ago. I'm not sure of the exact date on that, but uh, that was in downtown Oklahoma City. And um, what's great is the uh, city of Oklahoma City is actually planning a big sculpture and monument to commemorate that that's going to be placed very near that site. And uh, it's my understanding within the next uh, year or so that that's going to be finished and be ready to be unveiled. So uh, that's exciting. Um, Clara Looper is starting to get her due. Um, I know uh, we and others have had conversations with the Smithsonian uh, to make sure she gets that recognition that that, uh, she's due for that. But, you know, here in Oklahoma, we a lot of the, um, the violence that there were in other states around desegregation. And so I think because you didn't see those those photos on the news, national news, like you did from Alabama and Mississippi and some of the other states, I think her uh, the memory of what she did kind of faded away. Sort of overshadowed. And so thankfully, yeah. within the last 10 years, we've been able to remind people about her. Well, we're out of time, uh, Trey. Thank you for being on the show. And again, we want to... Uh, Talk. We talked today about the Route 66, folks. Uh, that's coming up in 2026, and uh, we also celebrated the Cat Sit-In today. Any final words, Senator Yak, before we get out of here? You're heading out. Well, I was just going to stay on that on this commission that Trey and I are on. So, uh, anybody that wants to participate in that, I believe there are what is it, trade 46 communities along the route that have been designated given some kind of designation, but anybody in out west that wants to uh, any more information about that or wants to get involved in that process, uh, let me know or contact Trey at the History Center. And uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite a process. There's a lot of work that's going to take place between them then, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be interesting to see it all fall into place. Well, I know Weatherford, Clinton, and Elk City are all making plans for a celebration and making some additional uh, pl- th- uh, places or different attractions along 66 it's just going to get bigger and better i don't see it uh, actually you know there was a time it sort of was pushed back and people thought it was gone and it's been revived over the last several years so that's that let's let's continue to work on that i think that it's going to just get bigger and better as we go along thank you all for being on the show trey thank you as usual we always appreciate you taking time to be on our program absolutely thank you Trey Thompson from the Oklahoma Historical Society and Senator Darcy Yet. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.